0: In today's episode, we're talking all things PR with Ann Jin. Ann is the Principal Consultant at GeForce Communication, a firm specializing in content and PR. We'll be covering how the landscape has changed over the last few years, ideas you can take action on today to up your PR game, and why you should be looking at your business like it's a media company or radio station. Welcome to Guest Getter, the best place for restaurateurs to learn the art and science of getting more new guests, getting guests coming back more often and getting guests spending more per visit so that you can be more profitable and do more of what you love. My name's Kyle Gilfoyle. Let's hit it. And welcome to the show. How are you doing?
1: I'm well. Great. How are you doing today?
0: I am awesome. Thank you. Uh, Thank you so much for being here. Uh, I usually like to to start these episodes with the same question, which is uh, how would you describe your particular area of expertise or your zone of genius?
1: I I love that phrase zone of genius from it. Um, I'm not sure it's a zone of genius, but I'll call it an expertise area. Um, So I do a lot in communications and I think where I come down to it's, it's a translator and not into a foreign language, but it's taking things that may be complex or big ideas and distilling them into something practical and useful for the audience to get.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And what's, what's one thing about that that you wish you had learned years ago?
1: Um, I think in all ideas, everything revolves somewhat around budgets and things like that. And I think that years ago, I wasn't. I didn't want to bring up the topic of money, either clients' budgets or fees and that kind of stuff. And I think that's what I've learned. Um, I've learned over the years, along with figuring out what. How do you describe yourself? Right. What's that area of expertise? That's that's something that evolves. And if you ask me tomorrow, I may answer something slightly different from that.
0: Totally. And so, so, so talking about money, that, that that's an interesting one. What's uh, um. Would you mind sharing like what what helped you get over that to the point where you're, you know, you can be upfront about it?
1: Yeah, I think part of it is realizing that everything ties to it. So even just asking a client's budget. Um, you know, clients may think oh, I don't have enough of a budget or I have a small budget. And and really what their small is is different than what my small is. <laughs> when I hear small, I'm thinking like they got a few hundred bucks and and that kind of stuff. And they may be thinking a few thousand. So so part of it is the words we use. I think we're just all afraid that equating money to value from that. And so we use words like small, medium, and and that doesn't help you understand what is the budget or what is the your budget for, for even for working with me, you know, that kind of stuff. Um and I and so by asking the numbers, not as an accusatory thing, but here's how I can help you, or let's talk about what's the what's the deal, what are we looking for? What are the resources? And that's that's money as well as time, right? Of of that kind of thing. Um, I think that's made it easier so that when I'm talking about my own self and my business, it makes it easier to understand. It's a business thing. It's it's not about personal self-worth or anything else like that.
0: For, for sure, and then, you know, like, you know, for some companies, uh, even even like a few million dollars is like a tracking error, you know? So um, yeah, it really is, really is a, a perspective. Yeah. Um, So for for those of you who might not know who you are, would you be able to just give us a close notes version of your background?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, So I've been doing this a while. My undergraduate degree, I I went into newspaper journalism, spent seven years as a reporter and editor at a daily newspaper uh, for Gannett, which is a national company or international, I think now. That was many moons ago. And then I moved back to my hometown in Cleveland, Ohio, and took a couple jobs in marketing kind of non-weekly journalism and was bored out of my mind um, and got so that I went out on my own but I didn't intend to go out on my own. I got a nine-month contract to do PR for uh, the world's largest air show in the 100th anniversary of flight back in 2013 and uh, so I I took the leap and, and since then I've been on my own and I focus on content marketing public relations and kind of that co- communication strategy aspect
0: awesome and uh yeah i mean i, I was i was I, I am super excited to to speak to you specifically about uh PR because i the way I see it, it it's kind of like the holy grail of of word of mouth marketing and and you know a lot of our um a lot of our audience uh restaurant and bar owners uh hotel hoteliers um or is it hotelier anyways um they 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 like that's that's really important to them and so um i'm wondering like what what the hell is pr anyway and and why is it important
1: and so my answer is going to differ today than it would have 10 years ago okay um so public relations in general if we go to the kind of that textbook description or the general practice it's reaching out to communicating with publics uh, the public about whatever you're messaging from that and being transparent and honest with it. Obviously, from a business standpoint, it's targeting people who you think could be your customers or have some value to your business uh, to do it. In the old days, and it's still true to some degree today, but this is what's changed. In the old days, you had to go through a gatekeeper. It might be an editor or producer so that they, you could get TV coverage. They could write about it in the newspapers because you, what you wanted from public relations was access to their audiences. So the newspaper has a larger circulation than you could go in handing out flyers. Um, obviously, TV has a bigger viewership than you could do. Uh, but really, digital media has changed that the internet has democratized it. So now you don't, you can still go through those gatekeepers and and it's, it's a good process for some, but you also now have the opportunity to go directly to your audience and you don't have to use the gatekeepers like you did before everything isn't reliant on, on getting through to that one or two people who can make a difference from that you can have more control over your public relations.
0: Totally. Like it's, yeah, it's, I forget, there's some, some, some famous person out there who, who says, you know, we're, we're all media companies. Um, I also have a, a mentor that this fellow named Matt Plapp, who, um who talks about um, specifically restaurants, building their own radio stations. And so um, it really reminds me of that. Uh, yeah. And yeah, okay, but let's, so let, let's look at it through a kind of traditional lens for a second here. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, let, let's let's talk about those publications because I, I know that a lot of restaurants do really love to, you know, yes. they, if they can get into the New York Times or something like that, um, that'd be awesome. So uh, I, I also think that a lot of businesses in general think that when it comes to PR, they have to wait for it to come to them. And I have a feeling that that's probably not actually the case would you agree with that why why
1: your feeling is is very accurate if you're going to wait you're going to wait a really really long time uh and and probably keep waiting forever you know it's you have to be top of mind uh for media to even know about you you know you've got to have something that's something has to have hit the public for the media to know about you um and so For them to react and come to you and that's those are rare circumstances uh, that that's ever going to happen so yeah waiting doesn't work, you have to be proactive and you have to. um, Not just say I wish and send one email out Um, that's that's not going to work either from that it's an it's a ongoing process and you're going to hit more well. You're gonna have more misses than hits in most of it, so yeah.
0: And, and does, does the old adage, "the fortunes and the follow-up," apply to, to this process?
1: It does to some degree. Okay. So, so there's there's a way to follow up and to be um, diligent without being uh, and diligent and persistent without being annoying. So, I, I kind of have in some with some of my clients. I have people reaching out to me from a PR perspective. So I've been on both sides of it. And there's the person who sends some news out and what they think is news at least. And then the next day they're saying, did you get this? And then the next day, and then a week later saying, you haven't read this or you haven't responded. So there's a way to do it and to do the follow up appropriately. And you're right. One-offs are not going to work. But there's also a way to be respectful and then kind of know when to stop.
0: (laughs) Got it. Got it. Okay. So, so say I'm a restaurant owner and, um, and, I approached you wanting more PR, whatever that means. We don't have to look at it traditionally or, or anything. Right. Uh, what, what steps would you recommend uh, they take?
1: So the, the first question, if I'm approached by a prospective client or whatever, I'm trying to understand your business goals. So it's got to tie to the business, um, and we can talk more about that later, but but that's what I need to know. Do you want more people in the door? Do you want more recognition of a new menu you're launching? Do you want people to know, You know, and obviously restaurants have been through a lot the past year. Um, do you want people to know that you're still offering curbside service or delivery or, or that you're open for dine-in now? What, what are you trying to understand from a business objective uh, to, to do that? and then from there we can figure out who's interested in what what's the story right and and what's the story you want to tell and who's interested in that story and that's what i think of when i start working with businesses and a restaurant that's what you need to know is who who do you want to tell your story to ultimately who do you want to reach and and what's that story you want to tell
0: got it got it i'm i'm also i'm 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 curious so <laughs> So there, there's like PR, you know, in your, your local town and, and and I think most restaurants are 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 probably interested in that. But then there's like like serious PR, so like the New York Times or the Washington Post or like these big kahunas. And I'm curious if you have any any tips on on you know, perhaps getting published in in, in a publication like those.
1: Yeah. First, I'm going to take a step back and say why do you want to be published in those? It's great to have say, oh, I appeared in the New York Times. It takes work and you've got to be prepared to invest the resources. So first of all, I'd say, do you have the resources to invest in it or would they be better spent elsewhere, right? That celebrity, that shining star is lovely to go after um, but it may not be the best based on what's available. Then I would say is what's your community talking about? So for example, the Food Network, if they're looking for uh, joints in their cities, whether it's diners, drive-ins and dives or anything else, they're often, they're saying, okay, we're gonna come to uh, Portland and we're gonna go through and we're gonna do, we're gonna film, let's say four stories, four restaurant stories in Portland. They're gonna look at Portland media. They're gonna look at Portland, Facebook food groups. They're gonna look at what Portland, Portland people, Portlanders, uh, They're going to look what Portlanders are talking about and and where they're going because they want to go where other people are saying this is the best hidden restaurant, this is the best egg sandwich, whatever it is uh, to do that. So so it can seem like you need to hit the New York Times food writer or somebody, uh, that kind of thing, but often building up a good audience and conversation online can be helpful in that too um, from that.
0: So yeah, so you can m- maybe start smaller than you. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe like going after those big publications isn't, you know, start start nice and small, um, start with your network, create some media around people who are doing interesting things. Um, does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it does. And that way you get benefit even if the New York Times never covers you, right? Mm-hmm. So So you're seeing that benefit as opposed to pitching an editor again and again, and and not seeing it. The one thing I would also say, if you are pitching directly to those people, understand what they're writing about. So the fact that I have a restaurant in San Bernardino, California, um, in Toronto, doesn't. who cares? That's great, it's great for you, but why would a New York Times reader care about that? What's the the interesting angle? So if you're going to reach out to them directly, you've gotta really have that unique story and be able to grab them fairly quickly because they get a lot of press releases from that. And the other thing about media these days are, there are fewer and fewer of them, <laughs> of traditional media. So they have less time. So they're looking at other resources like we were talking about earlier to help guide them in what's the hot stories and things like that, um, because they just don't have the time to to start from scratch and of
0: Restaurant owners, operators, and managers, before we continue with the episode, I want to ask you a question. Do you know if your marketing is working? Most restaurant owners are relying solely on organic social media and word of mouth marketing. While these are both powerful, they ultimately leave the growth of your restaurant to chance. You can't control algorithms, and you certainly can't control what people do. But you can use a system that will have a huge impact over time. I'd love to show you the guest magnet method. It's a simple but cohesive system that will accelerate the growth of your restaurant in a way that you can measure. It is backed by ROI, a return on your investment. If you want to learn about the most powerful way to grow your restaurant sales this year, send an email to kyle at guestgetter.co with magnet in the subject line and I'll get you all the details. All right, back to the show. Okay, so one more like sort of Hypothetical case here. So let's say I'm I'm me, Kyle, a business, and I want to get published in Nation's Restaurant News, Modern Restaurant Management, and on Entrepreneur Magazine. Let's just say, mm-hmm. um, how so? How would you suggest I make that happen? Is, it, is essentially just what we talked about?
1: it's part of it with trade publications, again, going back to what are they covering? Why would they cover you? What's interesting um, about you in relation to who their audience is? So it's, uh, we talked about earlier, right? A new menu isn't going to interest them, but maybe if you're part of a new trend of a, or of a new food, Specialty or a food area or an underserved, uh, underserved populations are a very important topic nowadays and and attractive for news. So maybe if you're changing your menu for that and you kind of have part of the bigger story, you know, if you're writing a story about this, you know, that you could be quoted. It's not. That's I guess another point is the story doesn't have to be all about you or your idea. You may be they may just realize you're a valuable person to reach out to to talk about a topic. Um, and in that case, it's part of it is just responding in a timely manner too, you know, of reaching out and keeping current and getting it. So I think the the same thing applies is always think of who your audience is and think of what they would want to know. And if you have something, um, that's, that's really helpful for
0: that. Oh, uh, yeah. What I'm, what I'm really hearing or what's coming, coming across for me is, uh, is the tip of the spear is really your content. And, um, that that's where you have ultimate control of your narrative. And, um, and, you know, you can craft that narrative, and you can bring out what's remarkable about your business or your restaurant. Um, And then from there, would you say it's then more likely that you'll, if not attract PR, you'll at least have, you know, a really good kind of portfolio that you could uh, send people to check out and then, you know, make more PR opportunities happen. Would you, does that make sense?
1: Yeah, no, I think it's, you You do have your portfolio of content, your stories, you're already reaching an audience. So that's intriguing. The other part of it is um, you may not get the chance. So let's say somebody, a writer is looking to come to your area or interested in your kind of restaurant, You may not get the chance to actually speak to them. You may not even know they're looking for that, right? But if you have something, I would say that your your website is like your lobby. From that. It's like your waiting room of your restaurant, so to speak, uh, from that. And and so people can come in, you may not know they're coming in. So if you have stuff there that tells your story that has interesting stories, now they can see, first of all, that you can talk, you can tell the good stories and, and get ideas. And you may never even talk to them directly um in the at first. You know, they're they're searching and screening before they ever reach out. Yeah.
0: Awesome, awesome. And uh I'm I'm kind of like I'm a pretty analytical marketer. Uh, so I'm curious about how things like you know PR, how how can the effectiveness of it be measured?
1: So it's a really good question. And nowadays, because of digital, you have more opportunities to measure. Um, from, I'm gonna go back to traditional or mainstream. It's much harder to measure. It used to be, and, and how I would still measure it today is how many mentions you get There used to be a calculated value based on how, if it was a newspaper, how many inches you received. And then you look at the ad rate and multiply that. And that would be the editorial value, so to speak. Um, In those days, you kind of had to cobble things together to figure out um, what it is. Now you can look at total impressions of a website. So even if it's not yours, you can do that kind of impression numbers. Um, But you also can see on your, on your website, go back to the website, look at your Google analytics and look at the referral traffic. Where is your traffic coming from? So let's say you get that big article of the New York Times, how, many, how, how much is that leading to your website? Do you see, even without knowing the specific address of what's coming, do you see spikes in website traffic after you've done uh, media? And obviously do you see more people coming in the door? <laughs> that kind of thing or referencing it. But um, yeah, the same with, with social media tells you so much more uh, today. So you can look at some of those numbers. It almost though becomes overwhelming, the the amount of numbers you can look at. So pick two to three that are really important and really informative for your business. Because when you get into Google Analytics, it's just, overwhelming and you're like, okay, I don't know. And particularly you guys, you're not an SEO expert. You're not a Google analytics expert. Probably if you own a restaurant, that's, that take requires a whole other business. So just pick two to to three that you could just check and see the progress and, and kind of track your timelines of this got published or we did this and, and just do kind of a a rudimentary reporting.
0: For sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, not, not all data is, is useful and you have to, you have to, uh, you know, make it tell a story uh, that you can, you know, an informative story and just, just a little, little tip. I, I imagine, um, you know, uh, Google analytics picks up, see, uh, picks up these things called UTM codes, uh, or parameters, um, which, which show you the source, the specific source of, uh, of a traffic. And that can go all the way through to your, uh, your reservations. Uh, so you could, you could really yeah. uh, see, you know, how much, uh, how many reservations came directly from a piece of PR. Um, do I'm curious, do, uh, these days do a lot of publications sort of all, do they do that by default so that you can tell what, that your traffic is coming from them?
1: Um, n- they're never going to give you that code. I, you know, like you're not going to, I mean, you can see, and I'm not the Google analytics expert. I'm the enough that can get you through some basics. Mm-hmm. Um, and And UTM tracking is a way to do it. If you're creating them, it's much easier for you to do it, obviously. If it's from the New York times, you can look and see that the URL but you not, you can't necessarily, you can follow their progress on your site, but not necessarily to the degree of that code, I think.
0: Got it. I would double
1: check it before anybody. (laughs)
0: Um, And so like, so back to one of my earlier questions, which is like, if say I'm a restaurant, I come to you and, and, you know, we want to spin up some more PR. um, You mentioned that uh, you would first ask what the, what the business objective is. Um, What like How does that translate into, to goals? Like, are there PR goals that your clients have? What would that look like?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think again, it goes back to the business goals. Right. But, but it's not the other, the challenge I think sometimes clients, some clients have is, is connecting PR to directly business. And they think if you do X, it should lead to Y and that's not public relations. I mean, it can be, but that's more advertising. Right. You put out the code there, you do a promo offer, you can see the return from that. And public relations more is more about building and, and developing and nurturing relationships with people from that. So, so yes, there's there's goals to set. Um it can be number of placements. You know, if you're really interested in traditional media, what are the total number of placements in media that you would reasonably expect? Right. It's not like to see. We would all love to see, you know, a hundred, but is five reasonable from that uh to come through or is two in a short time frame? That's the other part with goals is you've got to set a time frame. It's not just we'd like to have five placements. It's five placements in the next six months or year or whatever from that. Um there's also website traffic is a big, big one um, to totally. go through of looking at it. Yeah.
0: Got it, got it. And um just, just for the audience, are there like, are there quick win things that they could go do, like go take action on right now in the world of to, to, yeah, what what would those look like?
1: Yeah. So like even claiming your Google profile, if you've ever Googled your restaurant, you know, and it says, are you the owner of this? Say yes, and fill out every detail in there. It seems so simple, but the, the challenge is most restaurant owners are, you're not the marketer, you're not the PR person doing this. You've got a ton of stuff to be doing. So it's the easy, that's an easy hit um, because people are going to rely on that for Google and more so now as they're trying to see our restaurants open, restaurants are having different hours than they did. Um, so so that's where I would say, um, the other thing on websites is your menu up to date. Yep. Is its it is it there? Is are people gonna get, if they looked at your website, would they have that experience? And I really just mean is even as basic as the food, is that what they can get in the restaurant? If you have daily specials or weekly specials and you can't update it that frequently, then note that you have those kind of things to check with the restaurant. Um, even putting a date on your menu lets people know, okay, this is current because I, we've all probably hit restaurants that post their menu and it doesn't, it's not, it's, it's not valid, <laughs> they've changed it. Hours, hours, if reservations and menus on your website are the, are the also easy quick hits.
0: Totally, yeah. Um yeah and something I don't know if you know this but uh but Google My Business um they've just released uh, released <laughs> they've just released a, a chat feature so it's kind of like you can you'll if you haven't set it up already you can you can chat with your customers from you like
1: take it they're taking it into Facebook and you yeah. and you're going to see more of that right you're going to see all that cross platforms of people taking the same thing so um yeah yeah it's totally uh
0: but yeah so and, and this has been been awesome. What are you? I'm curious. What are you? Uh, what are you working on right now? What What has you uh, super super excited?
1: So lots lots of things. Things are keeping busy again, which is always exciting for for everybody. Uh, I've probably the most exciting thing is we st- we launched one of my clients launched this spring uh, newsletter for content entrepreneurs called the Tilt, and uh, so I've been uh, working on that. It comes out twice a week for people who are looking to kind of like restaurants, but on content from that of building uh, building businesses through content. So
0: that's been, what been that's, what, that's what that Joe, Joe Polizzi, right?
1: Yeah, Joe, Joe is who founded the Content Marketing Institute. And he sold that a few years ago. I'm still affiliated. I still consult with the Content Marketing Institute. But uh, he brought me I was lucky enough, he brought me on for the tilt. And so uh, getting all sorts of Instagram and TikTok and stuff that I never isn't, let's just put it this way, isn't my daily life. <laughs>
0: Sure, and um, and is where where would you like people to go? Uh, check check you out.
1: So my website is gforcecommunication.com, or they can connect with me. And if you do have questions, I'm always happy to answer on social. It's at Ann so A N N G Y N N, and I'm on LinkedIn and Twitter and all the good places.
0: Awesome, and and are you up for like a really quick rapid fire? Uh, round of, of some fun, fun.
1: I I'm game. Sure.
0: Okay. I, I, I usually prepare something in advance, but, uh, I'm just going to pull them out. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what, what's your favorite cocktail?
1: Mm, uh, vodka and soda with lime.
0: <laughs> oh, interesting. Nice and clean. Um, what is your favorite burger topping? Cheese. <laughs> Classic <laughs> go
1: basic. Awesome. Yeah, right. It's got to start with the cheese.
0: <laughs> what what resource or book or tool has had the biggest impact on you?
1: Um, I'm terrible with titles. It's the new PR new new PR and marketing guide that's been around for 15 years. I actually taught college and used that book, uh, the new guide to PR. I think it's in marketing. It's David Meerman Scott's book. Um, And it just changes the way people should think about PR and marketing to be modern (laughs) and not Uh, what textbooks say. Yep.
0: Never heard of it. I'll I'll check it out. Uh, And finally, uh, if let's say the government gave you like a $50,000 grant to grow uh, your business, how would you spend that money?
1: I would probably spend that money to outsource some of the daily stuff that I do so I could tackle the the big things I want to do from that. So uh, uh, thinking of designing courses and doing more uh, from that, you know, I don't dream of writing a fiction book. I, I am interested in writing a business book, but the fortunately day-to-day work has been, has been good. So I haven't had the time. So I do that. I'd outsource some of myself.
0: Awesome. And, and is there anything I should have asked you, but I didn't?
1: No, I, I think we kept it good. Okay. I was able to answer everything. So let's keep it at that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that was awesome. And thank you. Uh, thank you so much. Um, and if, uh, if you guys want to go check her out, it's at gforcecommunications.com. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Communication. There's no S on the end.
0: gforcecommunication.com. And also I, I highly recommend you subscribe to the tilt at the tilt.com. I'm a subscriber and it is great. Uh, other than that, thanks so much, Ann. Thanks Kyle. Cheers. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Guest Getter. I'm your host, Kyle Guilfoyle. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. As always, you can head over to guestgetter.co to check out the resources in this episode's show notes and sign up for our weekly newsletter. That is it for today. We'll see you next time.